Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw, and we are here to take your calls. And you can call us at 888-825-5225, and we'll be answering your questions on life and money and career, relationships, all of it, all of it. So let's get to the phones this hour. We have Amy in Pensacola. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? We are doing great. How are you? Good. How can we help? I'm really, really... Yeah, excited to be on the phone. So I have a bunch of questions, but um, my husband and I uh, are definitely in need to um, help with overall financial plan. We have um, more than over a million dollars in debt. Whoa! And, uh, what's it in? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the debt in? Well, we uh, went through a really long school life. Okay. So student loans. So our student loan was a million when we graduated. Oh my gosh! Wait, you can't just cruise past that. You got to tell us more. (laughs) What What are your degrees in, Amy? So we are both in dental specialists. So you know, college. Well, we actually didn't have any loans for college. Dental school, we had loans. Specialist uh, residencies, we actually didn't have loans because my husband served in the military. So they pay for that. So just dental, four years of dental loan, we have a million dollars together. Okay, but you earn a lot of money, right? So, I sure hope so. <laughs> so we, we now we came down to like seven fifty. Also, you know, we're proud of it. But um, since he's in the military, uh, we don't actually earn that much money. But the good news is he's getting off of military, and we're going to start a new job where we should. Uh, our minimum income will be about 600k okay so wonderful that's good um is this a business that you're opening a practice together is that what it is actually no um we so we wanted to make sure like our life is in in a little bit less of a death before we even think about opening our own sure that will require a lot more capital so you just said we so i didn't know if you were working together or you're just going out and getting separate jobs (laughs) we are working together in a practice okay together but we don't own them and combined you'll be making six hundred fifty thousand. that will be a minimum yes when does that start uh summer Okay, okay, so soon. And these are guaranteed jobs and salary. Like, this is what you're going to make. Yes. It's, so it's a per production. So, you know, that's going to be a minimum. And if you make more, you know, you, okay. you're going to get more. But. Well, that's the great news of this story, Amy. <laughs> I, <laughs> so for you guys, I mean, I would work to live on 70K. Uh-huh. And you throw everything at this debt and you get it paid off okay. in a year and a half. And be done. And then go right off into the sunset making $600,000 a year debt free. Like your numbers sound really big, but ratio wise, it's the same as the person who calls in and makes $60,000 a year and has $100,000 of debt. Like that's right. It's it sounds a lot because a million dollars is just a big number, but the ratio is the same. How are you living right now? Like, tell me about your numbers right now. What what is rent cost? What are you bringing in right now? So that's another question. Thanks for asking because that will be my next question. Because we now uh, mm, technically own a house but not pay off. Okay. So we are planning on, well, 
in the beginning, before I started listening to you guys' show, I wanted to either rent this place and buy another place in our new job will be, because we have to move, um, and buy another house. But then I was thinking that our son was so high, we decided to sell this house, pay our, you know, all the mortgage. If you sell it, what will it bring? Doesn't bring much because our our financial advisor told us to pay as minimum as possible. So we actually didn't pay that much off. Okay. Um, we bought this not that long ago, actually, not even three years ago. So we are trying to sell this and then not okay, even but buy Amy, another house. Amy, talk in yeah. real numbers because right now you're saying like it's mm-hmm. it's all kind of up here. I want to know real numbers. If you buy if. If you're moving, give us more details. If yeah. you move, where are you moving from? And then where are you moving to? If you sell the house, how much will it bring? And what do you plan on doing with that money? Like, give us a few more details so we can really sure. dig in with you. So we have a mortgage still left for about 370 k Okay, so you owe 370 If you sell it, how much will you take home, do you think, after the sale? Maybe forty k and that's after fees and whatnot from the realtor and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, so the 40K, you're thinking you're going to roll that into a new mortgage when you move this uh, summer for this job? Is that what you're thinking? We were thinking that, but now I, we're thinking that maybe we should just rent a uh-huh. place. I'm thinking that and too. Then, yep, yep. Yeah. And that's $40,000 more to the student loan. Yeah, that yeah. Makes, that makes some progress. Yeah. So Amy, here's going to be your... Um, Here's going to be your struggle. It's not going to be income. And usually when we're talking to people like this, we're like, you got to get side hustles, all this, all this. And honestly, with what you guys have, you can have this paid off in a year and a half. Yep. But your problem is going to be, Amy, that you guys are going to, if if me and Jade were in this position, I would just tell you, like, both of us with our spouses, our decisions would probably be very similar. Yeah. We're getting a one-bedroom apartment. We're living as cheap as possible mm-hmm. for two years. And Amy, the biggest struggle that's going to happen is you're going to get into this new job, into this dental world where people are making insane money, which is great. And they should. They yeah. do great work. But they're going to be living insane lives. I mean, to make $600,000 a year, the it's trips. season. Yeah, the, tri- <laughs> the trips, the cars, <laughs> the out to eat, the uh, parties, the game. I mean, everything you could imagine, Amy, is the world you're about to step into. And you're not going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, for a year and a half, 18 months, 24 months, we are not going to live like we make $600,000. We're going to live like we make $60,000. And I'm telling you, the faster that you can just stay in this Mm -hmm. mentality and get through this, Amy, the unbelievably better part this is going to be. Not only are you going to appreciate that $600,000 even more, but you're, you're done with this mess. I mean... Yes, your shovel is big and a million dollars is big, but it's a million dollars. I think to anyone, I right? mean, it's a gasp. Like, it, it's a lot. And if you just act normal in this, you're going to keep this around for five, six years and oh, man. you'll make the payments and you'll figure it out. But it's just going to be floating where we want more intensity and be done. And then you can go get a bad A home. I mean, okay. you can get so much. Like, you here's can the do upside. So much with this. The upside is you're moving somewhere where you're brand new and you don't know anyone and you don't have any mm-hmm. heirs to keep up. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's harder if you had been, if you had called us and it was five years later and you were in this job making 650, you had the house, you had the cars, you were used to this lifestyle and you had to cut back, it'd be difficult. But you haven't even got into it yet. So yep. you, and you don't know anybody yet. There's no standard to keep up. That's like, right. you can fly under the radar do your thing and 
then after a year and a half, you can pop out like, what's good? Let's take a trip. Yes. (laughs) Let's spend some money. So Amy, the faster you get rid of this, I'm telling you the the faster that burden lifts and you guys, I'm so glad you found us. I know you're Mm -hmm. kind of, you're a new listener, but I'm telling you, this is the proven plan. So do it, do it well. We're excited for you, Amy. Congrats on the big education and the big salary, but make some right decisions here. This is the Ramsey show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. All right, Jade, my favorite season in life is coming up. Do you know what that is? Tax season. Tax season. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We're both just kidding. It's the the worst. And what's so hard too, Jade, is taxes can be so confusing. I mean, there's all these terminologies, these, you know, do I work with a pro? Do I do it myself? I mean, it's just, it's just is a confusing, a confusing thing. Yeah. And if you buy what some tax services out there are saying, they think that you'll never be able to get a grasp on this, Rachel. They think that you're just not smart enough. You need to, you know, use them and they'll tell you the truth. But we're going to we think that you deserve the truth and we're going to tell you the truth. And so here's today's tip. If you're ready for it, you have two choices for claiming tax deductions and understanding the difference can save you big bucks. So basically, we're saying we're going to teach this to you. You can understand it. It doesn't have to be like this big mystical equation we can help you through this so two choices for claiming tax deductions and understanding these differences you can either take the standard deduction or the itemized deduction you've probably heard those two phrases before both options can lower your tax bill but which one is the best that depends on your tax situation so let's take a closer look shall we yes okay taking the standard deduction is the easiest one and it's the one that most people do it subtracts a set amount from your taxable income based on your filing status so let's say that you're single and you make sixty five thousand dollars a year the standard deduction is going to knock off close to fourteen thousand dollars so you're just going to pay taxes on what's left which is fifty one thousand dollars of your income it's like a freebie right it's like a discount it's a coupon if you will and you can just take it and go whatever it is that's right take it then you get a little bit more work on the next one Yes. The next one is the itemized deduction. And this does take more work. Uh, That's because you actually have to subtract all of your deductible expenses from your taxable income. So you're doing this one by one. So you're looking at things like medical expenses, charitable gifts, state sales tax. I'm already starting to fall asleep right now as I'm talking (laughs) about this. If it adds up more than the standard deduction, so if it's more than 14,000 based on your tax bracket, it's worth it to itemize. Mm -hmm. So that's how this thing works. For more help in making sense of these income taxes and filing with confidence, you can go to ramseysolutions.com slash tax. That is ramseysolutions.com slash tax. So great. Well done, well done. Itemized versus standard deduction. We itemize. I itemize all day, baby. Yes, do you? Yeah, do y'all keep up well? I, I, I feel like I could be writing off more if I kept up with yeah. stuff. But it's like the big chunks, like our charitable gift, that yes. kind of thing that we like for sure just do 
Um, but I was just talking to Winston about this the other night. I was like, man, I should keep, you know, receipts more yes. and like all of it. But it, to me, sometimes I'm like, oh, if it's 20 bucks, is it yeah. worth like actually doing it? But people that do it and they and who have jobs and areas where yes. they can they can uh, take some of those deductions, it's worth it. Like you have to be a real like bean counter. Like you yes. have to be like every, which is yep. the way my mother-in-law is. So <laughs> that's perfect. She See, does our taxes. It's great. It's great. <laughs> all right. We're going to the phones and we have a Tord in Hartford, Connecticut. Hi, Tord. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing great. How can we help? Yeah. So basically I've been financially stupid for many, many years. And, um, Today, my car actually got repossessed, and I was, oh, no. I was trying to Ooh. today yeah, was trying like, to work as yeah, we're talking today. Oh my oh, gosh, man. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's and my my biggest question is, um, I, I I don't have enough money. I'm getting about four. I don't have any savings right now. Okay, but um, I, I'm getting a lump sum for my unemployment, uh, about four thousand dollars. And I don't really have any bills. I'm a truck driver. And I'm over the road. I don't pay rent or anything like that. So it's very easy for me to uh, save a bunch of money. Okay. So but my my question would be, what is the best approach to this? Should I, I owe about $18,000 in the car. Okay. Um, I think it's worth about, <clears throat> if they were to sell, you know, sell in a used lot, about sixteen, seventeen thousand 17000 from okay. my research. So we'll, we'll for, for the credit hit standpoint, since they already repoed it, with my best course of action is to have them to sell it and then have me pay the difference, which I'd be able to do, or should I get it back? How how many payments behind are you? Like, how much is it going to cost you to get it back? Four. It'd be uh, about four payments behind. So minus, you know, it's about $2,000. I'm paying $500 a month. Okay. Was um, it a voluntary repossession toward, or... No, it's just I was expecting to get the unemployment lump sum a lot sooner to pay it, and I just I just okay. didn't get it in time. Can I ask what's caused you to be late on payments in general? What what got you into this cycle of being late for pay for car payments? Yeah, I've been I've been suffering with addiction problems for many mm. many years. I was a closet addict. Okay, you know, no one really knew about it, so I was just doing the bare minimum to survive and support my habit. Mm. Okay, and, okay. Uh, and I, I'm now, uh, you know, I've been sold for two months and Good. trying to get everything back together again. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. That's that's huge. You know, we talk to a lot of people who have dealt with addiction in their story because yeah. it does usually lead to a lot of financial issues for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and we always want to applaud those of you that have worked this um, part of your life because I think that's that's the biggest celebration, honestly, even yeah. more so than the money. I mean, the fact that you've stayed clean for two months and you're walking this path and doing doing the work um yeah we we very much applaud very, you very so good. we want to be able to help you with the with the money side which is why you called um so you're yeah, so you're I'm not depressed by it she has good stitching things back you sound together, like you're in you very know? good spirits like you sound That's super great. positive thank you so you owe you owe two thousand dollars in back payments what about the the cost of the repo and everything like that what are those fees associated I don't know at the current moment. Um, I know Connecticut state law is twenty five dollars per day for storage. That's the maximum. Okay. And, and you just you know, started if I go today. on a high end repo of five hundred dollars, you know, it'll be about twenty if I was to do it right now, it'd be about twenty five hundred. Okay. But I doubt I'll get my unemployment check within the next two weeks. What other debt do you have? Tell me more about your financial situation. Well, that's the good part. Since I've been uh, really bad financially, I was never able to get loans for anything. Now I only have about eight thousand consumer debt. 
eight thousand of consumer debt. Yes. Okay. Is that credit cards? A mixture of credit cards, you know, not paying cell phone bills, just you know, regular. So you have things that that. are in collections, or like that you're delinquent on. Everything's in collections. Yes, everything. Okay. Um. Yeah. Go go ahead, Rachel. Well, I know for me. I mean, I think a goal would be to get this car back. Um. Because you're going to be able to sell it well. I mean, you'll only be in the whole $2,000 and it's a yeah. it's an asset for you, right? So uh, mm-hmm. versus it just going off in the wind and you owe 18000 I mean, that, yeah, I would I would do what I can to talk to them and say, hey, in the next, yeah, uh, two weeks. Are you sure that you're going to get this check in two weeks? That's my only fear. You thought you were going to get it earlier and you did it. <laughs> it's the government. I'm not sure. Yeah. Are you working now? Yes, I'm working now. Um, How much I've are you been, making a I've month? Trying, I make about eighty thousand a year, so about, okay. about five, six thousand a month. Okay. So the the unemployment was just back unemployment pay, like it was a lump sum they owed you on top of what you're yeah, making. Yeah, I've been monthly. trying to get it for two months, so it's been a while. I was unemployed for about two months. I still haven't gotten anything. In the back and forth. How 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 many months ago were you employed? Like how how long have you been making consistently five thousand bucks a month on your own? I just got. I've been here for a month. Okay. okay. So what I would do toward, I mean, if if I were you, I because like you said, it's the government you're dealing with. You thought you were going to have it two months ago. You don't. I would hate for mm-hmm. you to depend on something that you don't have control over mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a big asset like a car that you could be able to get back and sell privately and take the difference and all the things. Um, so if I were you, I would. You said you have no expenses. I mean, I would try to save. I would work extra. Uh, do what you can to save that two thousand. It'll probably end up being you know two thousand five hundred after the all the you know the fees that you're going to have with it. Yeah, um, those back payments and try to save that within the next two to three weeks. And if you get the unemployment check as well, it's great. That that's gravy. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I would make a plan on my own. And again, this may be you working outside. You know, doing some extra work even mm-hmm. outside of your day job. I mean, doing what you can because I think. Um, owing 18000 without an asset and you're starting from zero, to pay that it just seems so much more defeating yeah. Than, yeah. than getting it back, right? Working a month. But I would, con- I would call them, contact them, make a plan, yes. put, it in, put it in writing. And before you get off the phone, Christian's going to pick up and give you every dollar. That's a budgeting app. So you can see what to do with this $5,000 that you're making every month. Thing one, like Rachel said, get the car back. And thing two is get current yep. on all of your bills. Cell phone, Water, all of your utilities get current. Yep. And Christian, throw in a Total Money Makeover book as well um, to get you on this plan because we're, we're cheering for you, Tord. You've done the hard work. You can do this. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, 
You need to get this done. So many of the callers that we have been getting, I just feel like in recent months, have been new to the show. So many people say I've just started listening in the last month or two. Um, And so usually when that happens, it's because somebody they know has shared the show. Maybe they've YouTubed something about money and we come up Mm -hmm. on the side. Um, But whatever's going on, if you enjoy the show, will you share it with your friends and family? It's one of the best ways to get the word out because we want to help people all over all over the world now, which is amazing that we're not, you know, just here in America, Jay. Thanks to the internet and podcasts, we are, and YouTube, we are, we're all over. And we hear from you guys literally all over the world who want to get in control of this idea when it comes to your money and the tool that it is in your life and how to put it in the right position in your life. Because for so many people, it is such a struggle and it's the thing that controls them. And we want that narrative flipped for you. And so, again, one of the ways to bring that hope into into Uh, have other people hear about this is sharing the show. So share it with your friends and family. Subscribe as well. Leave a review Mm -hmm. uh, on any of the podcasts or shows that you uh, listen to because we we read those. We want to know your feedback. So we are are here for you, you guys. That is our job. We sit in these studios uh, day in and day out because we want want you to get control, get control of your money, your relationships, your career, and all of it. So... All right, we're going to go to the phones, and we have Joey in Manhattan. Hey, Joey. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hi, Jaden, Rachel. Thanks so much for taking my call. I also just want to say I'm a huge fan of you both and the show, so I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Joey. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. How can we help? Yeah, so um, my question is, essentially, since I turned 18, I've been so fixated on just putting pretty much all my money into retirement accounts and, like, stocks. And it seems like I blinked and now I'm 23 years old, still living at home. And I essentially have (laughs) not enough money to move out and or buy a house because they're so expensive. So my question is pretty much, is it okay for me to stop, you know, putting money towards retirement to save up cash quicker? Um, Because I feel like I'm losing out if I sell the stocks, but that might also be an okay route to go to. Yeah. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes to all of it. Um, So you've been living at home, you've been stacking up lots of money, putting almost all of your income into retirement savings. What do you have in stocks right now? Uh, So just in like stocks and mutual funds, it's around 31,000. Okay, so non-retirement is about 31,000. Do you have any other money saved anywhere else? Yes, so I have um, about a little over 5000 in like a high-yield savings and then also just $1,000 as like an emergency fund. Sweet. So $6,000 that we could call an emergency fund. And then do you have any debt? I'm guessing no? Uh, I do, unfortunately. I have no! 19000 from college. I know that is one of, that's the, the kick in the bucket for me. Okay, so just the 19000 What about a car? No, other than that, I have no no debt. Okay, so... And how much do you, how much do you make? What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm in advertising, so I make around sixty-two thousand uh, per year. Okay. Cool. What do you bring home of that pre-retirement? Um, it 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 comes out to about a little over forty-five and change after everything. Okay. So that's good. You have a a good income starting out for yourself. Not a whole lot of debt, and you've got some money laying around, which is good. If I woke up in your shoes tomorrow, Joey, I probably would liquidate the non-retirement stocks for sure. And I'd keep the um, I keep the thousand dollars set aside that you have, and I take the the stocks and some of your emergency fund. I'd pay off the nineteen thousand 
And then with what's left, I'd say, okay, this is the beginnings of my three to six months of expenses. And so the way that I would calculate three to six months of expenses for you, since you live with your family, is I would start Mm. looking around at places that I want to rent. And I'd go, okay, if I were to rent this place, how much is it going to cost me along with, you know, food and groceries and everything like that. And I would build a three to six months of emergency fund based on those numbers. Because the fact is at some point you are going to move out and you're going to want that emergency fund to cushion that lifestyle, right? That's true. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, so as we're looking at these numbers, I think if you, you'll have to pay some taxes on when you cash out the stocks, but I would go ahead and just do that. Um, and you have 5,000 in the high yield. So I think with everything left, you'll probably have, I don't know, around 15 ish thousand. So that could just be your starter emergency fund. You may, as Jade said, as you start pricing out some other things, you may want to bump it up Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more, but I would keep that in a high yield savings guy. Well, and with your thousand dollar emergency fund. So you'll have anywhere from 15 to $17,000 and keep that in a high yield savings kind of earmark that as your emergency fund. And then, yeah, I think, Joey, your next best step is to be looking around. And yeah, you may not want to buy right now, um, whether it's going to take you just forever for a down payment. Um, But renting and I think getting out, I think is a great, I think that's a great plan. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, once once you kind of hit that adult uh, stage in life and you have your own job and all of it, you're kind of itching and you're you're a smart guy. I mean, you've been investing a ton, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would just let that money work for you. And since it's not retirement, honestly, I would, yeah, I would not, put them in single stocks. I would just do something safer with an emergency fund. And then once you kind of figure out, okay, where am I going to live? Then that's when you can press play again on retirement mm-hmm. and start um, putting 15% of your income into that. So if you had an ideal it. timeline, what would it be to get out of mom and dad's house? Cause I always like having a clear, I mean, uh, the yeah, numbers like, are going to speak would, to that, but yeah, I mean, ideally it would have been yesterday cause mom, mom and dad spaghetti and meatballs are getting old, Listen. but uh, probably in the next like year or two. <laughs> Okay, so what I would suggest in that year or two is start paying your mom and dad something so you can have so that you can show renters history, um, which is going to be helpful to you, A, trying to get a place on your own that you're renting, or if you do decide at some point that you're going to come out of this and buy, being able to show 12 12 months of rental history is really important, um, especially if you've paid off this car and you've gone to the point to where your credit score disappears because you don't have any other money borrowed. That's going to be really important for right. you. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So in terms of renting for my parents, is that something that they would have to claim on their taxes? Like how does that go on record? I would just, it's, it's going to be something that you're going to be able to show this money came out of my account, whether I wrote them a check for $300 or whatever it was and they cashed it and it was for rent. And so you're going to be able to oh, show okay, that yeah. as a renter's history. And it's just something that when whenever you buy a house or even sometimes try to get a, an apartment without a credit score, they want to see that you've paid some level of history, some yeah. level of history. And yeah. that's just going to be helpful oh, for you. But and I yeah, would and really I, smart. I never thought about that. Yeah. And I probably would, too, Joey, you know, maybe be a little bit more aggressive on your timeline of getting out of your parents' house. You know, maybe do it in six months, yeah. eight months. <laughs> Love it. Um, that. But yeah. I would I, I would I would because I think it's just going to be you know, I think it's just good for you. And then that's when you have to start making these real decisions where you're like, okay, I have rent due. Do I, is a salary going to support me? Do I need to be looking? You start making other critical moves in your life to keep you sustained, which I think is really important. So thanks for the call. Rachel, real talk. Yeah, Let's go back in time. You're 23 years old. Yep. There's no Winston in the picture. No, there is. You're just, well, let's pretend. Oh, oh, I was like, there was. I was a baby when I got 
You're just a single <laughs> shoddy. Yes, like, yes, yes. Are you gonna? Da- are you dating or going going with the guy who lives at with mom's house? Parents. It would be a want want situation. It wouldn't be a. I'm not like a black. It's and not white. a deal breaker. Yeah, it's not like a. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, there there is a. Uh, yeah, there's a, a little, little piece bit. To there's the a little bit of like a. Huh. Okay. All right. You want to know more? I want to know more. Versus yeah. if it's like, oh no, I'm out on my own, doing my own life, have my own life, have my own say. There's a level of responsibility there that I yeah. think that's another thing. When you live with your parents, it's these. It's these parts of life that you don't even think about yeah. that you have to think about when you're on your own. I mean, it's everything from having milk in the refrigerator to, I mean, whatever it is, but like there is so much that you're like, oh my gosh, I have to problem solve a lot in yeah. life, a lot more when it's this situation. So 23 um, years old, we're, we what can about work you? with it. What about you? Well, let's move the timeline. Now that he's 26. Oh yeah, Joey's 26. Yeah, Joey, you got to move out. <laughs> <laughs> Once the timeline, the older it gets, it's like it becomes less of like a huh. Yes. And, and more know, of like a uh-uh. And you know what? The saving grace where we sit today in 2024, the housing market's crazy. The rent, it's all crazy. the right people. Like, it, that, like we do live in a crazy time. But like a roommate's different but, than living with parents. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll take a roommate yeah. all day. Get a roommate, Joey. That's a great idea. I know. It's, we have to it's, keep it real. It's tough out there, Joey. <laughs> you can do this, though. We're glad you called. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls. Up next, we have Tate in Montgomery, Alabama. Hi, Tate. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, first off, Rachel, you and George own me on Smart Money Happy Hour, just to, <laughs> just to throw that in there. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> That's a fun podcast. We have fun. We have fun on that show. <laughs> um, me and my wife, we're on Baby Step 2, um, and in the past seven months, have paid off almost $21,000 in consumer debt. Nice. Very good. Congratulations. Um, and, and Thank you. And so we've got two car loans left, and we're trying to figure out if we should just stay in tents like we are, um, and we can be done, according to the debt snowball calculator, by next April. Um, or if they're, you know, we get the bug of being even more intense and think about selling one and trying to pay cash for another one, and I just wanted your wanted your thoughts on that yeah okay give us some numbers what what do you owe on the first car what's it worth and the second okay okay the first one we owe um twenty nine thousand um and i'm actually upside down in that one about between eight and ten grand i could sell it and make probably 20 on it okay okay um and the other one let's see we owe twenty one thousand and it's worth about 30 Oh, oh wow Okay. And how much do you guys make a year? Um, 150. Okay. What what what's with car number 2 that it's worth so much more than what you owe on it? Did you put down a big down payment? Yeah, we actually um we actually bought a kind of brand new car um right after covid hit. Mm-hmm. Um and found um a good deal and traded in. Family got bigger so we traded for a bigger one and had a, a really good um really good equity on the car we traded in so so that one feels like the um, no-brainer to me since there's money to be made on it right right i mean honestly right. tate there's a part of me i would probably keep the one that's upside down um 
I mean, it's it's 30 grand, but you guys make 150. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you uh, you're not out of sorts with the amount of debt that you owe compared to your income. We always we don't want it to reach over that 50 percent. Um, of what you owe right. and you guys aren't there you make 150 you owe about 50 on your cars so again if you guys want to just to buckle down and say hey for the next 9 to 10 11 months we're going to pay off these cars and we're going to stay gazelle and tents and all of it but you know you've paid off 21,000 so far which is incredible but you got another 21,000 another 29,000 so it's like how much do you love yeah. these cars or how much right. do you just want to be done so if I were you I I would just be done with the the 21,000 make 9 go buy a car be I'm, done. Or I'm you sell, just are, curious. Are you, are you selling both? Yeah, I have my my wheels are turning. I'm just giving you options. I'm not saying that you have to do this, but I'm wondering what it would look like because basically the amount that you could sell car number two for is the amount you're upside down in the other car. Uh, so bro. if you wanted to like clean slate this in some way, but That's that would point. that would cause you to have to buy two new cars, at least or at least one decent yeah. one that fits the whole family, and yeah. then you're starting with cash and you're just building up from there there's you're not in a rush so there's time to think about that like in the next six months how much money could you save up to replace one of these cars in cash i mean we're probably let's see probably probably around 10 to fifteen thousand. so that's kind of interesting to me like Mm -hmm. there's there's some interest in saying okay if we continue paying our payments and maybe even a little bit more on all these for the next six months, we can look up and say, okay, we feel good about this. We've got 10, 15 grand saved. Let's sell car number two. Let's take the money from that. And let's clear the upside down on car number one. And then let's buy ourselves a $10,000 van in cash. And now we're off to the races. We have not a payment in the world. And now in the next six months, we can save up another 10 to $15,000 in cash flow, a second vehicle, which would cause you to have a six-month limbo when you're a one-car family. Yep. It's just interesting right. to think about. Right. You have options. Yep. Because at the end yeah, of it, here that's... here in a year, you have either a newer $9,000 or newer, quote-unquote, newer to you, $9,000 car and a paid-off car in 12 months or what Jade said, you're out of debt that much faster and in 12 months, you have two newer car, two cars, again, that are new to you but you're out of debt faster. So it's kind of like, do I want to be out of debt faster or do I want to be saving for a mm-hmm. car faster? But in a year, you get to the same point, hopefully still having two cars That's right. and no debt, but which avenue do you want to take? It is interesting math. It kind of is like one of those, is it a coincidence or yeah. is it not? That the, <laughs> that and it's about can... like what you val- like a little bit of what, what you're valuing in the moment. Um, how old are your kids? Uh, five and two. Five and two. Yeah, I mean- Listen, when you have the option, it, it's good. Like whoever's driving the kids around most might be like, I'm fine with paying off this car that I have because it's a nice car and it does what I want to do. And I'm fine paying that car off in the next six months or however long it's mm-hmm. going to take um, as opposed to the the plan that I laid out. So you and your wife have some things to talk about. Right, right. And we, what's funny is we have talked about all these scenarios. We're just trying to find a a oh, you wanted us to, to say you need to do this one. I, uh, here, I, here. I, yeah. I, I do the one that I laid yeah, out, but Jade, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just yeah, saying Jade would do that. I would probably lean towards paying off the second. I just I wouldn't want to just I wouldn't want to be stuck with these two cars and it take a year, 14 months to just be paying off a car. I would do one drastic move if it were me. So I would probably pay off that second car, get nine thousand get another car for that and then work my butt off and pay off that first car, the 29,000. Cause what kind of car is it? Uh, the 29,000. Uh huh. I'm just curious. Uh, it's a Toyota Camry. 
Okay. Okay. Um, I just have a hard time with 30,000 for a Camry. I don't know why <laughs> I do. I'm like, uh, let's well, get something some, else. <laughs> some, some dumb decisions, uh, led to being upside down in the Camry. Okay. <laughs> so yep. I see. Yep. I like Rachel. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I do like Rachel's option because you get one car paid off basically as soon as you can sell it, which yep. is great. And you get it replaced with a cash car. And then the other one, yeah, you can save up and work clear the difference. And, yep. Yeah. Because you guys make okay, great so, money. So, you make 150. So you can, you know, yeah. again, you're not you're not crazy outside the bounds of the car loan. Even if you wanted to keep both, Tate, I mean, not to keep mudding the water for you. Again, from the mathematical standpoint, you guys could just work hard and pay these two yeah. cars off. But I, but what Jade and I are saying is that amount of sacrifice for a car is not worth it for me. I would, me. Cut, I would cut that time in half because I don't want to sacrifice my life that long for a car. So I'm going to drop one of them, pay the other one off. Yeah. And keep going. Not for a Camry. I can't sacrifice for a Camry. I could sacrifice and for like a, a Tahoe. A Tahoe or like a, a even a Jeep Wrangler, Rachel. There you but. go. There you go. There you go. Oh, I don't know if we helped you, Tate. We may have confused you even more. But that's um yeah, again, you're not gonna go wrong. You're doing the plan, you're doing it well. And the point here is that you're actually working a plan, Tate, and you're gonna look up in twelve months, your life is gonna look different. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of how fast you wanna do it. So um yeah, I think I think Getting one of them off the plate just feels like a whoo. Okay, yeah. we're we're making it because you know how hard you've worked to pay off that first twenty four thousand, twenty one thousand dollars that you guys have already paid off, right? I mean, it takes a lot of intentionality, a lot of work just to do that. And the question is, do you want that again for yeah. a car? Listen, I'm of the mind of anybody listening. If you're in debt and you have a car worth twenty thousand or more and you can sell it and you're not upside down and if you could possibly make a profit i'm taking that deal All just day. about every time because yeah. it's easy money to get back and twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money like sometimes we think oh it's just a car it's twenty thousand dollars i'm like no if you have sixty thousand dollars of debt you sell off a twenty thousand dollar car now you're only in forty thousand yep. like that's i'm taking that bet every single time it's not a bet it's a deal i'm taking that deal every single time yeah because so. that is the if there is a silver lining when it comes to the car debt, if you're not upside down, is there is an asset to sell, right? Mm -hmm. Like with credit card debt, yeah, you can look around and see the crap that you bought that maybe you can try to sell, but sometimes you paid for an experience that you can't sell that, right? right. A vacation or something. Um, so that is when you have those assets that you're able to offload to get you further in this process, it is. And, and it is amazing to be Jade, the amount of people we talk to who have done this, mm -hmm. they've sold the car, mm -hmm. they've done the sacrifice, one of the comments that we hear a lot is like, we just didn't realize that we didn't need all this stuff to begin with, right? That's right. Like when you don't live, when you live without it and actually yeah. know that you can have an incredible relationships in your life, you can, yes. you can have all these other parts of your life that are great without all the crap, you realize, oh my gosh, okay, I'm just fine. we can do this. We can do this. So we are cheering you on, Tate. You've got this. You've got this. Well, thanks to all the guys in the booth making this show happen. Jade, thank you. Always being a great thank host you. with me. And thank you, America. We'll be back. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw, and we are answering your questions. So give us a call at 888-825-5225. Again, it can be about your money, it can be about your career, your relationships, your life, and we are here to help you sort out the problems 
the thoughts that you have yes. and hopefully get you to a good conclusion. So starting us off is Danielle in Hartford, Connecticut. Hey, Danielle. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Jade. I first have to say I'm so incredibly thankful for the opportunity to speak to my dream team. So thank you for taking oh, my call. Are we your dream team, Danielle? I love that. We love You're you. You're sweet. <laughs> at the end of this call. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So I, how, how can I we help? Some notes. Yes, we took some notes just so I don't forget to kind of paint the full picture. But here's the situation. So my husband and I are currently on baby steps four, five, and six, and we agreed that you both would be the voice of reason for our current dilemma. Okay, so there is a home in our neighborhood about six doors down that um, the sellers approached us about. They knew that we were looking to potentially move and get a bigger home, and we love our neighborhood. So it kind of all worked out. Um, this was about six months ago that they approached us. And when they approached us, we stopped throwing money at our current mortgage and started stashing away cash. So we have about a hundred thousand dollars in savings right wow, now. Good. So I'll give you, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nope. Just saying good job. Oh, thank you. So I'll give you the numbers in a moment, but our question is, is this transaction Dave approved? And if so, what's the best way about uh, going about it? So our current home is worth about $450,000 and we have about 110 left on our mortgage at 2% interest rate. Okay. We're looking to purchase the new home for 650 with of course today's interest rate. The caveat is that the sellers are looking to close by May 1 and then what would they want to remain in the home for 60 days thereafter. So we would obviously have to stay in our current residence prior to moving and we couldn't sell our home and then roll that equity into a down payment like we originally had hoped, putting us in a similar position as we currently are and allowing us to kind of pay off our mortgage in about a year or so. So you'd have to have you'd have to carry two mortgages at once to make this deal work. Correct. My answer is no. Your answer is no. Based on based on that alone. Like I don't. I wouldn't even need to hear any more numbers, even if you could easily afford this next house, blah, blah, blah. Because they have to close May 1 and because your deal has to be contingent on the sale of your house. And that's not I mean, uh, you could put your house in the market and see if it closes by May 1. And if it does, now we can talk. But there's no way I would carry two mortgages. Okay, And, and that's my concern, because we're so close to being done with our current mortgage that I just don't want us to be well, my in question is Danielle work. don't you said you have a hundred thousand dollars saved correct we do yes okay and you have a hundred and ten thousand left on your home correct correct so part of me is like just pay off your house loving it so that's been my feeling and I've just been very torn because the home is a little bit bigger it's a nicer property there's a pool but I'm on the second home still looking on the second home. And yeah. so I'm, but we're still looking to cash flow our kids' colleges and retire with dignity. So that's why I'm calling. So today. now the question is, is it better to have a home that's a little bit smaller, that's completely paid for and it's yours? Or is it better to upgrade and possibly How much have you, a little bit more of a mortgage yeah. again? Correct. How much do you guys make a year? About 500. Okay. So if I'm getting this math Correct, Danielle. If I was in your shoes, so we're in February right now. You got March, April, May. You got you got three months. Plus, Mm -hmm. they are needing to stay in the house another two months. Is that right? Really, two months you've got because you've got all of March, all of April. But they've got to close May first. March, April, May, and then they're going to be in the house June and July. Correct. Correct. So you have five months. Okay. So what I would do, Danielle, I would pay off your house. Like 
I would take that money. I would pay it off. And then you have five months to just continue to save and have some money stashed away. And then when you go to move in, move in. And that means the equity, ideally, you would sell your house at 450 for what it's. uh, I mean, what? Yeah. What could you sell your house for? About 450. Okay, 450. Yeah. So then you have a $200,000 mortgage making $500,000. I mean, listen, it sounds good, but it is hard to go from no home payment to Yes, but 200 No mortgage to mortgage. Yeah, but a $200,000 making 500,000. You could have paid off you could have it paid off in a year. If you guys lived on $300,000, you have your house oh, paid absolutely. off in a year. Yeah, so you have your house the paid off in a year. With, like the steps in doing it, I'm worried about carrying the two mortgages, but it sounds like you're You saying, wouldn't have to. Yeah, I, I would pay it off. Got it. Okay. Yep. But again, and and what Jade said earlier is a really valid, valid point, though, is to have this discussion of like, what do I, what do we want, right? Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, you know, you know my in-laws, they actually upgraded house when they were empty nesters, um, and they live on land now. They have a bigger home, so when we all go in, you know, it's wonderful, and they love it. They love it, and so you know, they did the opposite of downsizing, like some people do. And it worked for them. That's what they Mm -hmm. valued. And that's great, right? Where other people are like, oh, no, I don't want this much work for a house. So I'm going to go down. And that's what they value, right? So as long as the numbers work, which in this plan they would, I wouldn't want to carry two mortgages. I would go ahead and just pay off your house um, and then sell it. And then, yeah, you'll have, golly, I mean, you'll yeah, throw all that at the house. Yeah. And then you have $200,000 that you owe at that point. So let's go back and clarify one little piece because you said she said the neighbors have to close by May 1st. Right. So even if you pay even if you pay off your house, let's say you pay your house off and you decide, yeah, I do want to get the house that's six doors down. She'd still have to sell within before closing period in order to get even if she bought her current house outright, you'd still have to close on that to get the cash to buy the next house. Correct. So yeah. I don't I still don't want you to think, hey, this house is paid for. We can still do this deal and take the mortgage on the other one, even though you have a house that's paid off. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like either it way, you've still got to be nervous. Whether you pay off yeah. the house or not, you've still got to sell it and close and get that money before you make the next house. And then what do we do between May and that sixty days where they remain in there? I guess we would have to have the same contingency in our sale. Yes. Yeah. The dominoes would have to fall okay. pretty perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, one lender mentioned a HELOC and I was even worried no, about it. No, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't want you to feel desperate about this. Yes. Like yeah. you're in a great situation and I don't want yeah. your want to get this house to cause desperation and to cause that to make you a, to make a bad decision when mm-hmm. you're in such a great financial situation. Yep. I appreciate that very much. Yep. Oh, Danielle. Thanks well, for the advice. Yes, I'm Whew. so glad that you called. I know, if the dominoes fell perfectly, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. It's like, oh gosh, we get what we've wanted and, you know, we're not in a crazy financial situation at that point. We can still, you know, pay it off. Yeah. But the dominoes have to fall it's, it's really well. The so there's average a, days on market right now is what might make or break this. Yes, that's fair. That's totally fair. So great. Well, thanks for the call, Danielle. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. 
a deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. The Ramsey Show question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Take your home's efficiency and style to the next level with convenient solutions from Shelf Genie, Window Genie, and Glass Doctor. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to schedule your home service professionals near you. Love this. All right. Today's question comes from Rob in South Carolina. He says, you often warn listeners to beware of lifestyle creep. I totally get that as a concept, but I think I may have the opposite problem. We are doing well and our baby steps mil- multi-millionaires. Very good. But we could have better options for our future if we cut back even more on our expenses. Or maybe I feel that way because for many years I spent way beyond my means and was a totally, just totally stupid with our money and I'm afraid I will relapse. How can I get over this mental block and start enjoying our success? Wow. I love this. Listen, I, I I think I can relate to this a little bit. You know, when you've kind of screwed up with your money and you've had to go back and fix all these mistakes and you feel like you've lost time and now you've done all of that work, you're on the flip side. It can be hard to turn that switch off and say, okay, let's enjoy some of the fruit of our labor and let's enjoy the lifestyle that we've created because of our smart behavior. And um, there's part of this here where I do feel like you need to trust yourself and trust that you've changed your behavior and that you've become a different person and live your life in a state of confidence as opposed to in a state of fear. Because I think if you're doing all of these financial choices as with fear as your driver and fear as your motivator and kind of like penance as the, mm-hmm. the driver, I think that it turns something that's supposed to be really beautiful and really great into something that's kind of negative and I don't deserve it and uh mm-hmm. you know and it kind of sucks the joy right out of it and the whole purpose of doing this is the later it's the so that and there's joy on the other side of that and I really want you to experience that in the right measure what would you say Rachel yeah well you know with money we always talk about giving saving and spending and you want to do all three for a reason number one generosity I mean it, it brings joy to your life unlike anything else. And that's why we always say live like no one else. The later you can live and give like no one else. So that giving is so crucial. I think saving is so crucial so that you have a future, so that you do have that security and you're being wise, you're changing your family tree. There's a legacy that's changing, a mindset with delayed gratification, and that's important. And honestly, Jade, I think the spending aspect is not just to enjoy your life, but it also is so that money doesn't have this handle on you, this hold on you. There is something about opening your hand, generosity can be that that visual as well, but also letting some money go because 
you can almost become this hoarder and there's a level of unhealthy control in that extreme mm-hmm. that is just as damaging as someone that just goes and spends everything. That's and so, right. and, and what I think is so important is keeping money at its proper place. And I think in our world today, it becomes something that we put our identity in, we put our worth in. It's become so elevated, almost like a God that yeah. we we worship so much. And when that's the case, that's an unhealthy view of money. Money should be down below. It's a tool to create a life that you love, that's what it's there for. It's not a thing to worship or to run after. It is to create peace in your life, give you margin, and be able to help people. And so in order to do that, I think that some savers to an extreme, can it can be held up here. Yeah. It can be this level of, I'm putting it in an improper place. So I think spending, you have to build another muscle that actually gives you some freedom in a weird way. I'm saying this as a spender. Yeah, <laughs> I agree I with it, what like, you're saying. Yeah, there is something there that is so powerful. And so from a tactical sense, we talk to a lot of people, Rob, that have the same situation. A lot of people that have gotten out of debt, you know, mm-hmm. I even said that you felt Gotta this even in your journey. Button. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, create a budget and, you know, a little bit at a time, month after month, up just a little bit. You don't have to go extreme, but practice spending. I mean, practice forcing yourself to go out to a great dinner. Yes. And go and spend some money and go have a great dinner. Get two appetizers. Like go and enjoy, right? You can start small. Yeah. And and you'll start to see, okay, I can, again, it, it doesn't have a hold on me. This and it's, fear. It's not lifestyle creep. Here's here's the way that I define lifestyle creep, even in my own life. And Rachel, you speak in, into this too. Yeah. If you're doing the things that make you a financially responsible adult, right? You've paid off your debt, you're budgeting every single month, you're carrying the proper insurances, you're investing for your future. And like Rachel said, you're practicing generosity and you're challenging yourself on generosity. If you're doing all of those things and you still have money left over to increase your lifestyle, it's not lifestyle creep. It's just, you're doing good. Like you're just doing well and there's nothing bad about that. And you should be able to increase and creep up your lifestyle if you're increasingly doing well and you're doing those, what I call five pillars of financial, you know, personal finance, yep. that's kind of the, if that's you're right. doing right, then you get to do right. Like you get yes. to do more. So that's so good. Hope that, that. hope that helps you, Rob. Mm-hmm. So great. All right, let's go to the phones. And we have Devin in San Antonio. Hi, Devin. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for taking the call. Absolutely. How can we help? So my question is, should I stop putting into my retirement fund for the next year or two to completely get us paid off all our debt? How much debt do you guys have left? So we have 43000 Okay. How is much- it consumer debt or mortgage debt? Consumer debt. We still we have mortgage debt, but we are actually in the process of downsizing our house as well. Okay, great. How much do you guys make a year? So we make around 110000 Okay. And if you stopped contributing, how much have you calculated how much you will have back in your paycheck? Yes. So depending on my overtime due to being working as a firefighter, it could be around 700 to 1000 a month. Wow. Extra. Nice. Amazing. Well, Devin, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I would do. I mean, honestly, regardless of the numbers, I was just more curious to see how quickly that gets you out of debt. But yeah, whenever you are getting out of consumer debt, pausing retirements, when we're saying pausing, you guys, because you'll press play later, don't worry, but you pause retirement because any extra income you can have in your paycheck, and again, that includes pausing retirement. If you got a huge tax refund this year, go and change your exemptions to get some cash back in your paycheck. That's overtime, that's cutting expenses, whatever it is to have more margin, 
to throw out the debt is what we are focused on. It's the number one thing. And so investing is part of that, which it freaks a lot of people out, Jay, really when, they, when they hear the math and they're like, oh my gosh, but my 401k, that's free money. They're going to match it. But there is something about this focus intensity that in getting out of debt that much faster that then you're going to up your retirement savings to 15% of your income, which a lot of people don't even do that. They're Plus doing the match. Yes, yes, yeah. So a lot of people, they're they're doing four or 5% of their income. So you're going to be able to definitely catch up mm-hmm. and be fine financially, um, even if you pause for a year, which is what we would recommend. Okay, perfect. Because that, that was my biggest thing. My wife was 100% due it, and I was just a little, little hesitant to do it just yet. What caused you to what causes you to be hesitant? Just my biggest thing was okay to catching up and she was telling me that, hey, in the end you're gonna be putting that extra in and you'll catch up within a year or two. Yep, yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's a lot of people's, you know, fear. And the great thing is, Devin, I mean, it's one year. How old are you guys? We're thirty. Oh yeah. You got plenty of time, Devin. You're good. I'm I'm on your wife's team on this one. I am too. And you know, it's kind of funny. You have to you have to look at it you almost have to be fair, intellectually fair, if you will, because a lot of people are nervous to stop contributions because they're like, I don't want to miss out on this money. I don't want to miss out on this money. But I'm like, as long as you're making debt payments, you're missing out on all of that money that you're putting in payments every month. Like we have to think about it in both settings. You're either missing out on money in the form of car payments and student loan payments. And for most people, that's thousands of dollars every month. And we're worried about, you know, the 3% match and, you know, the $200 over there. So it's kind of like we've got to align on both sides of the equation. And I mean, the truth is when you start investing, I'm really proud of people for wanting to invest and being forward thinking in that way. But if you do it before you're out of debt and before you have the right amount of savings, your investment retirement investment becomes your emergency fund and people dip into that and have to pay the taxes and fees because of it and they form bad habits because of it. So there's a way to do this in order so that it's actually retirement savings and that you can enjoy it at the right point. So good. Well, thanks, Devin, for the call. Hope that helps. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Sharon in Springfield. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me today. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, my uh, my husband's been handling our finances um, for the last, we've been married almost 20 years. And uh, to the point that I really don't know what's going on in our finances largely. Um, I say in a lot of ways he controls a lot of what, what we spend and how we spend it. And, you know, we'll have financial discussions and we'll talk about it. But I don't really have a full understanding of our financial picture when we make decisions. Okay. And I can't get him to sit down and make a budget. Now, we've been through the Ramsey programs. You know, I think we've been through them twice. We've even been out of consumer debt in the past. But keeping a consistent budget is a, is a problem. I am the breadwinner in the family. And I'm wondering if it's worth just pulling my money out of our joint account and keeping my money separate so that I can at least budget part of what our income is. Why won't he budget? Like when you say, hey, I want to sit down and do this. What's his reason? Is it he doesn't have time? He doesn't think it's like what's his 
problem. I think a lot of it is just understanding, like, how to plan for um, little things that come up with the kids, like um, costumes that the kids need for programs or, you know, uh, posters that they need to, you know, for school presentations, you know, making sure we've got money for those little things. And, and of course, there's more than just what the kids And he doesn't want to do that or you want to do that and he doesn't think that's necessary to plan for those details? Um, He's hesitant about the zero, like like getting all of the money and giving it a name. Like I hear that a lot. Take all the money, give all the money a name and, you know, like that zero budget. But it doesn't mean zero dollars in the account. Maybe that's what's making him nervous. I'm sorry, say that again? So zero-based budget doesn't mean zero dollars in the account. And that might be really clear, like really important to make clear to him. Zero-based budget simply means... We've talked about that. Okay, Okay. so he knows that. So at the beginning of this call, Sharon, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that he is... He's more the one that's controlling all the finances. What does that mean? Does that mean... Do you have a debit card to your account that you share with him and you go and buy the costumes for the kids or how, how is the money flow happening right now? I do have a debit card. I spend very little of the money out of the account without at least clearing it with him first because Why? I'm so blind to Why? what's there. Why? Why do you feel the need to ask his permission? Because I don't, because we don't have a budget. So I don't know what money is there and how to use it. Okay. Let's get down to it. Cause our screen says my husband has been withholding money has been withholding finances from me for our entire marriage. And that sounds different than what you're saying. So help us understand. Well, yeah, he does withhold all of the information about the, um, about the account. Yes. So you're, Um, you don't want to, you ask permission to spend because you have no idea what money's in there. So it's just, you're, you don't want to blindly spend with the debit card. Can you not log into the, do you have have the the login information, Sharon? I don't currently have the login. Have you asked, no. have you have you asked it for him? And he, what does he say? I have asked him for it, and I have tried to look at it. Uh, not here recently, but I have tried to look at it, and I'm so overwhelmed. Like I don't even know where to start. So he I, gave okay. it to you, or he didn't yeah. give it to you? Um, I, I, he didn't. He logged in himself. He logged in himself and let you look over his shoulder. Oh, Sharon, that makes me nervous. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think at this point, I would be okay with you having your own own accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, but hear me say, Sharon, that this, um, it's going to fix one part of it, that you're going to have money to be able to spend, mm-hmm. but it's not going to fix your marriage. Um, this is a temporary solution to really dive into the deeper parts. Because Sharon, what makes me nervous is, and we've we've seen situations like this, that if you don't know where, you're, where the money's going... I would, uh, I I would be I would be very highly concerned that there's yeah. stuff going on that in other parts of your marriage that you have no clue about. Yeah, you don't know what he's hiding. Do you have? Do you have? Do you do you feel that? I yes. Okay. In some ways, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would I would start laying down an ultimatum with him. Um. And again, this is, and for anyone listening right now, this is regardless of Sharon is the breadwinner or not, okay? Right. So her making the money, great. But even if Sharon was a stay-at-home mom, my viewpoint would be the exact same. Um, because as a married couple, as as you guys, you are a team working together. 
and he has control issues. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, Sharon, and I'm going to just say this, and you can correct me in, in here, but sometimes it puts you in a dangerous situation with a lot of abusive husbands. They use a level of power and control that you can't even go to the grocery store. And has there been abuse in your in your marriage in the past 20 years? Um, physical abuse, no. Okay, never. Do you feel like Do you feel in danger? Like do you Do you feel like there's danger in your home? No. Um, I feel like my husband is very insecure, and so he's trying to keep hold of the money so that I. I can't leave. I know that mm-hmm. sounds terrible. No, no it doesn't. No, that's the truth. That's very that's, real. That's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have kids? Mm-hmm. We do. We've got two kids. How old are they? Um, almost nine and 13. They're okay. both about to have birthdays. Okay. Um, yeah, I would, I would have an ultimatum conversation. And it is, you're going to give me all this login information. Yeah. And I, I want to see everything that's been going on. Any bills? Do you know how many credit cards he has? Um, I believe we've just got one active credit card. I would ask him to pull his credit report and pull yours. I want to see both of your credit reports. I want the login information to all of our accounts, Mm -hmm. including retirement, including checking, including savings, Mm -hmm. any of those accounts. I want the login information and I want them tonight. I want them tonight because if not tomorrow morning, I'm going to be at the bank at 9 a.m. and I'm opening up my own account because Sharon, he has put you in. He has done this. You're not the crazy one. He has put you in this situation. So you're not being the bad guy here. You're protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. So important. And if you ask him, hey, because of the state of our marriage, we're going to go to counseling. What, What would he say to that if you said... I, enough is enough. We need to talk with someone. What, would he go or would he fight that? He would tell me we couldn't afford it. Okay. So How those, much do you make a year, is, Sharon? How much are you bringing in? I know what my salary is. I make 105 Okay. Um, I don't know what my actual take home would be. He's handled our taxes. What so does I he bring home? I don't know how that... I don't know exactly. Um, wow. I think it's around 60 Okay. Um. Yeah, those are the two ultimatums: counseling and your and he's he's changing by morning, or or like Rachel said, you're going out and opening an account, and I just want you to know, like you're doing well, like for yourself, you're doing well, and you don't have to stay in a situation where someone is abusing you financially. And I'm just going to put it at That's that. Hard to hear. It's hard to hear. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Sharon, we want what what we see so much is money issues are the symptom of a lot of things going on. And so the issue of you not knowing numbers and not having the accessibility um, to see what's going on financially in your home is a symptom of having a controlling husband Mm -hmm. and there's only so much you can do you can't change him but what you can do is protect yourself and if you stay on the line christian's going to pick up and i want to get you with one of our certified counselors um guys just spending seven minutes with you on a radio call i feel like is it doesn't do it justice um i want someone walking 
with you, Sharon, in this, because this is really important. This is really important. And I pray your marriage is healed in this process. It's going to be a really hard patch, but I pray redemption of that. I really do. I pray that you both come to the other side and are redeemed in this. But if not, I want you to protect yourself. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks, our brand new event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials, is almost here. Do not miss this chance to get the tools you need to build your investing plan and prepare for your dream retirement with confidence. It's happening May 21st and 22nd, and it's virtual, so you can tune in from anywhere. You can even submit your questions to get real answers in real time. Tickets are $199. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Jade, I want to just go back a little bit to the conversation we were having last segment um, about a wife and she didn't have the knowledge of what was going on financially because her husband was was keeping it from yeah. her. Um, and we advise that she needs her own account. There needs to be some separation because there's a level of, of abuse there financially right. when you have to ask permission for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's and and, and that, those situations are on the fewer end of the spectrum than majority of couples we talk to on the show about joint accounts because right. we are promoters of having joint checking accounts. We think that that is one of the the best ways to work together as a couple as you're working this plan, whether you're getting out of debt mm-hmm. or seeing yourself as a united team. So majority of time, Jade, we get calls that that yeah. they're in separate accounts and they're like, okay, do we, do we combine them? Do we not? And so for majority of, of couples out there, Joint accounts is one of the best things that you can do for your marriage. When you see yourself as a team and you work together, both sit down. Yes. Husband and wife sit down and do a budget together. Both have equal say Mm -hmm. in what's going on with the money. Um, You know, both show mutual respect in that. And we are locking arms and we're doing this life together. We are married. We share a bed. We share kids. We're sharing our money. We're sharing our life. When we get married, we are sharing our life. And that is really our stance in this. But we always have an asterisk. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be in a safe and healthy relationship for that to take place. And the fact is, some people are not in a safe and healthy relationship. And it can have been that way so long that they don't realize that it's no longer safe and it's no longer healthy, which is what we saw, you know, with with the previous caller. And so there is something to be said for evaluating your situation. And it's not an excuse for like I, I had posted about this a while back, Rachel, and somebody said, oh, well, my husband goes to Target and just spins without telling me. So my relationship is no longer safe. And I'm like, you you have to be able to read between the lines and understand what we mean by that. Right. Right. And so I um, when I wrote the book, Money's Not a Math Problem, I came up with an acronym for that, for keeping your money safe, S-A-F-E. And I kind of say the S is you need to seek counsel mm-hmm. if you are experiencing the A, which is addiction of any kind. So if it's gambling, it's pornography, something that's keeping them spending, spending, yep. spending. If there's any kind of abuse, and as we saw in the last caller, a lot of people hear the word abuse and they think, okay, this guy's slapping me around, or you know, maybe they're um, talking down to me or you know, calling me names, but a lot of times it's that financial abuse, it, like we mm-hmm. saw there, they're not letting you in. They're not giving you the passwords. They're giving you an allowance and you can only go to the grocery store and buy That's, this. Yes. And that is a form of abuse. And when that happens, you've got to seek counsel. And then the E is for evaluate your options. And your options are like what Rachel said. You can form another account and you can separate yourself uh, for the time being. 
And if that person is unwilling to seek counsel with you, you've got to evaluate and say, what do I need to do next? Are there children in this situation? Do I need to make some hard lines in the sand? And I'm a, I just don't stand for abuse of any kind. So I have Mm -hmm. a really hard time telling anybody to wait that out. I'm like, I separate myself from that. You can always find inroads to get back. But if a person is unwilling to seek counsel Mm -hmm. on your marriage and your money, that's a hard line in the sand and it's hard. It's a hard thing to swallow. Yeah. And to say it. Yes. And to say that. Right. Yeah. But um, but that's the truth of it, you guys. So um, as 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 married couples out there, again, we are so pro working together yes. as a team. But when one person in the situation is not working as a team and in that it's abuse, addiction, there are things there that put you in danger. Mm-hmm. That is when you have to protect yourself. And and I'll say this, too. I, we, we talked to, you know, people on all different you know, income levels, all different parts of the country, all different viewpoints on marriage and roles and mm-hmm. a spirituality. I mean, like you can get into all these nitty gritty stuff. But ladies out there, if you are a stay at home mom, you have just as much say at what yes. is going on with the money in your home. Don't just yield that he's going to just take care of everything. And and so much more of this is less about, you know, man or woman, but personality. Mm-hmm. Because also, again, not to drag on this conversation, but I think it's important one of you is going to be more excited to do the budget. One of you right. is going to be the one that's more of the nerd, we call it, that they they want to be, oh my gosh, we can't wait for this. And the other free spirit. And sometimes the free spirits, we talk to the nerds and they're like, well, my wife never <laughs> wants to do anything. And I'm like, well, listen, is she participating in it? Right. Is she, you know, part of the conversation? Like, that's the goal here. One of you may not love it as much as the other, but that's not what we're talking about. But it's the idea that regardless of who you are in the marriage, mm-hmm. you have equal say and equal access and equal access to your money. You guys, it's really, really crucial because that promotes health and that promotes openness and promotes communication, which is going to help in other parts of your life and your marriage, not just money. So yes. we want to create these good habits, you guys, and and money's an avenue in that. All right, let's go to the phones. We have Helen in Las Vegas. Hey, Helen, welcome to the show. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. And my question is um, simply this. I was ill these last uh, four years, and I had to use my credit cards and 401ks and all that to to survive during that time. I'm sorry. What what was going on? Oh, uh, well, I still have have issues. It's a can- cancer stage. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But anyway, Helen. I did get a, a, a settlement uh, uh, recently, and uh, my credit cards are about $60,000, and I'm just wondering, my question is, should I just pay them off and get rid of them? I did look up to see if I could get some a debt relief program or something like that, but it sort of looked to me like... They, you have to pay them, and and I don't know, and I don't want to quit paying the credit cards and and getting a well. They do give you like I guess they give you some kind of a help if you if you uh, quit paying them, but I don't want to do that either. So I was wondering if um, I should try to take that money and make try to make money, or should I just pay off those credit card cards and? And just get the relief of not having to make those minimum payments on about ten credit cards every month. Yeah. What? How much was your medical settlement? How much did you get? Uh, a hundred, about one hundred seventy. Okay. Um, do you have any other money saved? Seven. Do you have uh-uh. any? No? I used it all up. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you cashed off retirement, everything. So there's nothing. I had to. Yeah. Yep. Is the credit card the only debt you have? 
well, I mean, I have my house, and that's a high. That's the reason. One of the reasons why I didn't expect not to be working. So um, that mortgage is eighteen hundred dollars. So and what do you owe on the house as well? Oh, a lot. All of it, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much? How much is how that? Much? Uh, four hundred thousand. Four hundred. Okay. And are you working at all, Helen? No. Okay. Uh-uh. No. How old are work. you? Uh, seventy-one. Okay. Okay. So, what are you living besides the settlement money? What are you living off of, and what's kind of your monthly? Are you taking oh, forty-five hundred? So- okay, Social Security. Um, I would take some of this money and I would pay off the credit cards, and I would take some of this money and I would keep three to six months of expenses for you, maybe six months because you're living alone and you've got this mm-hmm. health condition. Um, and then I would take the rest of it and I would pay off the, I would start paying off the mortgage. I'm just walking down the baby steps with you is basically oh, what okay. I'm doing. And so I'd love if you got to a point, you know, you've got 4,500. Do you have any other money in retirement or any other investment accounts? No, no, I, uh, like I say, I had to use it all. Yeah, and this this house, Helen, um, is it size-wise, location-wise? I'm just wondering um, at your age, yeah, if you're able to um, find another option for a living maybe to reduce not just the mortgage payment, but just the mortgage overall. If you can, If you can get to a place, a smaller living situation that would relieve... Um, not just the eighteen hundred payments, but also relieve just the total mortgage that you're going to have. Well, with the cost of rents and everything here, uh, it's just you know yeah, I'd yeah. be looking at another rent of uh, eighteen hundred dollars somewhere. You right, know, right. Uh, it's high, so it makes no difference that I live here, live out my life here now. You know, because okay. of that that price now. Yeah, I hear but, you. Um, but that's uh, my my main concern was just you know, letting go of $60,000, bim, bam, boom, if that was okay, if that's the right yes. thing. Yeah, I think it is, Helen. That's what that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, be working to, yeah, get that emergency fund and then putting the rest, yeah, towards that down payment. Or, I'm sorry, towards towards the mortgage. The mortgage, get it yeah. paid off as I'm quickly sorry, as possible. I'm sorry, Helen. Yep, thank you for calling. Thanks to all, guys, all the guys in the booth. Thank you, America. Thank you, Jade. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Well, Jade, we're going to do something fun, something a little, a little different this segment and next. We're going we're gonna to start a segment called Pick a Side. And pick a side segment means that we're going to talk to a couple. We have Mark and Samantha on the line, and they are kind of in a disagreement of what to do about a situation. And so they're each going to have time to lay out their case, present it to us, Jade. The referees. And then you and I are going to decide next segment who's right. Whose side do we think? Yeah. That's I a, got that's my a pen and paper case. ready. We cannot wait. Okay, so to start us off here with the pick a side segment, we have Mark and Samantha from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hey, Mark and Samantha, thanks for joining us. 
Afternoon, ladies. How are you? We're doing Hi, great. We are so excited about this. I'm so glad you're both here because we can really yeah, well, get the story. Yeah, we're 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 still in negotiations. We just need a you know impartial <laughs> third party to kind of lean us in one way or the other. I love it so much. Okay, let's hear it. Who wants to go first? Well, I'll, I'll lay everything out uh, okay. for for us. So uh, here's the situation. Uh, my wife and I recently built a new home. Um, so we've been in it for a couple months now. And we're starting to receive estimates to build a patio in our backyard. You know, stone, nice uh, pagoda, things of that nature. Yeah. Now, uh, we're, we received the estimate of $50,000. We have a CD that's due to mature uh, in July, and it should be roughly about $27,000. Now, currently, we pay an additional $1,000 on, on the principal for our mortgage every month. So... We're wondering, do we take that extra principal payment and save for roughly 18 to 20 months, use that CD to pay cash for the patio, or do we use that CD, put down, uh, put that on the mortgage to pay the mortgage off faster? Okay. How much do you guys have left on the mortgage? We have 109. $109,000 mm-hmm. left on mm-hmm. the mortgage. And how much do you guys make a year? Roughly 70. 70,000. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. How much did you say the extra mortgage payment was that you're making every month? We're making uh, on the principal $1,000. Okay. $1,000 extra every month. Okay. Um, and any other debt? Nope. nope. We're on four, five, and six. Okay. That's great. Um, all right. So who wants to do the patio? Who doesn't? Oh, I want to do the patio. Okay. Um, mainly, mainly my reason behind it is. Uh, we recently lost a couple of friends uh, here recently that are our age mm-hmm. and uh, don't want to put off for tomorrow and not enjoy today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, since I'm not willing to go into debt for this, uh, and that's an absolute no, 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 that's a 34 letter word in our house. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, we, you know, can, can cash flow it, you know, save, you know, roughly about two years, cash flow it and enjoy the time uh, we have um, with friends and family entertaining because that's what we built the house for us to entertain. Yeah. Uh, everyone and it sounds like but, you saved a lot of money for because you said it's a new build you've only been in it for a couple of months but you only owe 109 on it well there's there's a little, little caveat to that actually my wife and i lost our house in a fire so we were able oh to gosh. rebuild i see rebuild wow. the, the house uh without taking on any additional debt and uh keep the same mortgage which we have Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, that's something Sheesh. and did you say mark you're gonna save for two years in order to pay for the patio or would you use the CD when it comes to maturity? Well, it would be save, save for the two years. Plus with the added CD, we should be able to cash flow it. Okay. How much is the patio? Roughly about 50. 50, 50,000. Okay. For the patio. Oh, I'm sorry. And the Mm -hmm. CD is the 27,000. 27. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. My notes, I had them flipped. So it take you, it take you roughly a year to get the patio in two years to pay off the mortgage. No, it takes about two years. Well, yeah, yeah, roughly uh, on my calculations using your guys' payoff calendar, um, if we just put the CD on the mortgage as well as our extra payment, we'd uh, it'd be paid for in roughly in September of 27, so a little little bit longer than that. Okay, okay. September of roughly 27. Three years. Okay, so Samantha, we've heard from Mark in his, uh, yeah, his uh, scenario. <laughs> so what makes you, Samantha, not want to do the patio and just want to go ahead and pay off the mortgage? 
Well, I keep reminding him how Dr. John says how good your body feels once you have no debt. And I keep telling him, think how much we will enjoy this patio once we truly own this house. It's clear and free. Then we can sit outside and enjoy it. Um, so that's that's basically my angle. I don't want to have any debt. And, um, you know, I, I think both scenarios are good, but I really, really want to pay off the mortgage. Not this way, you ladies, anyway. Can, can I ask a question? Since you guys yeah. have paid off your debt and saved up your money, tell me something fun that you've done as a result of basically being in baby step six. We just got back from a cruise about two weeks ago that we mm. cash flowed. Mm. Okay. So you feel like you feel like you guys are living. You're taking regular vacations. Is that fair? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. You both agree with that. So it's not like we're stif we're not stifling ourselves, right? No, we're working working our butts off, but uh no, we're not we're not struggling by any means. Also having fun. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'll take that into my notes, into my consideration. <laughs> yes. Um okay, one more clarifying question. If you threw everything at the mortgage, you'd have it paid off, you said Mark, in about two and a half years ish. About three. Three, three, years. three and a half. Three, three and a yeah, half years. Okay. Three years. Yep. But then two years for the patio. Correct. Okay. So in a, you know, in just a perfect world, in five and a half years, you could, both are going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter right. of which one goes first. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's great. Interesting. Uh, okay. Um. Another question about the patio. Is it yes. in phases? Is there some part of it that you can have now and save another part for later? Like, does that yeah, make sense? My only reser- yeah, my only reservation with that is that it's always going to get more expensive. So that 50000 then turns into fifty five into 60000 if we wait. But yes, it, it could. But I don't think the original estimate will remain the same. Oh, you're saying just because and, you know, of inflation and price of goods and just things going up correct. over time. And okay. labor, things things of that nature. It's It will get more expensive. I, I'm almost guarantee of that. As it goes, yeah. And what does the patio yeah. include? Be clear. Is it like outdoor kitchen and fireplace? Like, tell uh, me more about it. Yeah, so it's uh, you know all, a bunch of stonework, some uh, raised planters. We have a we're gonna pipe a propane line in for a nice seated area with a propane uh, fire pit, okay. um, as well as a um, pergola. So we have a nice seated area to to eat, and you know once again just a nice outdoor yeah, entertainment. Yeah. What is it right now? Not the whole. What is it right now? It is grass and gravel. Grass and gravel. <laughs> all right, all right. I've got enough to take my notes. Okay. Okay, Mark and Samantha, hold on the line. When you come back, we'll tell you what we think. I feel like we need a bailiff. <laughs> I know. Like Austin comes in and tells us. Tells us what to what do. What the verdict oh, is. So good. Okay, we'll be back. <laughs> Listen, your grad just spent roughly 4,320 hours in class, and we're guessing that nobody taught them how to win with money. But you can still set them up to win with gifts like the Total Money Makeover, Breaking Free from Broke, or Ken Coleman's Find the Work You're Wired to Do, which includes the Get Clear Career Assessment. And listen, these gifts could change the trajectory of their lives. And if it helps them earn, spend, save, or invest money the right way, you'll find it at RamseySolutions.com store. That's RamseySolutions.com store. All right, we're back with Pick a Side, and we had Mark and Samantha layouts. Two pretty, um, I'd say, convincing cases. One with yeah. Mark, who um, 
wants to build a patio for $50,000. They have a CD that's going to mature next year. So that and their savings, they could cash flow it, build it uh, in two years, and it'll be great. Samantha, on the other hand, wants to throw all that extra money, pay off the mortgage. It'll take about three and a half years to pay off the mortgage. And she just said, you know, how much when you don't have debt, there is a weight that is lifted off and there is such freedom, such freedom Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Okay. Was that, was that a fair summary, you guys on, on both sides? Yeah. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Okay. We both have one follow-up question. I have one final question (laughs) and Rachel does too. So Mark, this patio, yes. realistically, because you guys live in Pennsylvania, realistically, how many months out of the year do you think that you'll get realistic use out of this? We should get uh, a good seven to eight months a year out of it. Really? Okay. Okay. Samantha, my question's for you. On a scale yeah. from one to 10, 10 being I am obsessed with patios. One being, I hate being outside and I never will use it. <laughs> no where, matter what. <laughs> where are you on the scale of the patio of your excitement and your use and where you want to put $50,000? Well, if we pay $50,000, you definitely should believe I will be using it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, but for real though, do you, do you want it though? Like, do you, would you be excited about having it and hosting out there? Like, is that part of your value and dream and like, oh my gosh, how great that would be? Uh, long term yes long term yes okay um yeah okay so you you are excited okay because i didn't want to make this decision and then samantha you feel like oh my gosh we're spending all this money on something that i don't even care to use right so yeah so i wanted to make sure that you at least would be excited for the patio yes okay all right um let's say our answer on the count of three what are we gonna say patio Patio or 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 mortgage mortgage. okay ready yes count it down (laughs) three Two, one, patio. patio. Oh! <laughs> were you ex- were you surprised? Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised. Did we blow I your mind? Too. Yeah, they're both yes. like it's the opposite of what we thought. <laughs> okay. Patio. Well, let's tell them why. Okay. Yeah, I'll give. I, yeah, Jade, you give your reasons. I'll give mine. And Samantha, I just want to give you a hug right now. I'm sorry we went against you. <laughs> I know. I, I don't bad. know. Woman Girl to code. woman. I know. My reason would just be because you guys have done such a great job. And we say all the time, you know, baby step four, five, and six is really about intentionality. It's not about having to be intense. And I, I, I kind of, what Mark said, you know, you guys, you endured a fire, you've endured some loss. And I do think there is something to be said for making sure that you're enjoying the fruit of your labor. And um, I think that you guys would truly enjoy this. And at the end of the day, Five years is going to pass. Both of these things are going to be done. It doesn't throw you off course. It doesn't take anything away. So that's my. Yep. For those reasons, I'm in. Okay. (laughs) Yep. And I would say, yeah, the timeline is really important. So if you guys said that you had, gosh, you know, 10 more years on on either end, right? So much longer on it. Mm -hmm. Or you had six months, right? Like, I mean, if it was both extremes, I think my answer would be changed. But the fact that it's okay, it's kind of this perfect medium. To your point, Jade, it is about intentionality, not intensity. And here's my belief too. I really think your income in the next five years is going to go up. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're going to be able to get that piece of paying off the mortgage faster than you even think as you stretch out this five-year time frame. Um, That's a good point. You're, and even now, like your ratio of income to how much is left on the mortgage is so... Yes. Like it's very healthy. So yep. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, y'all, I would I would build a patio. 
Well, see, I, I'm I'm very surprised. <laughs> Do your happy but, dance, uh, Mark. Do yeah, your dance. I, I'm I'm happy, but I, you know, one, I can see both sides of the coin as well too. That uh, you know, for as hard as we work, um, you know, that could save us two years of the hard labor in order to pay the house off faster to have that you know the peace of mind for it. But uh, I can also get a little bit of peace of mind while I'm kicked up uh, enjoying a sunset. I know that's uh, right. Beer too. Mark, you're a good man. You did not do the touchdown dance that I thought you were going to do. <laughs> I know that's funny. So you both thought we would say get out of debt because I guess that's what we're known yes. for, right? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Yes, but I think that's really good that all of our hard work has gotten us to this point has yeah. led us to this fork in the road and it sounds like we can do either because of our hard work and because of our sacrifices. That's right. Our intentionality. And you so know what's funny? I'm actually smiling. Very right. much smiling. I can see it. I can hear it in your voice. And you know what's funny? Sometimes when you want something like Mark on his side and then you actually like we kind of open the door of like you can then sometimes you kind of second guess and you're right. like, do I really want it or was it more <laughs> just this like kind of intensity of you know wanting something I can't have or feel like I can't I feel okay. like the story is not over and Mark and Samantha <laughs> let me add this note if there were other personalities sitting in this chair they may have given you other answers that is a fact. I think Deloney would have said pay it off the house. Deloney would have. What do you think about George? What would George, George probably would have said pay off the house. Ken they would need say, to live a little. Ken would those say, guys. Ken would say build the patio. Yeah, Ken would say build the patio. But I think George and Deloney would say pay off the house. They would. So you may have called on the wrong day, Samantha. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's a good point. You may have to call back then. I know. You should. You should. Do the exact same question and see what they say. That um, is awesome. You guys are troopers. Thanks so much. And y'all enjoy it. And, and Take a picture uh, and show it to us when it's done. I was going to say. Yeah. Tag us on social when it's done, and we want we want to see. We can All do right. that. Yeah, so thank great. You. Thank, thank you guys. You. Yep. But I mean, you know, either way, you're not going to go wrong. No, they can't go wrong. In That's five so years, good. you're either gonna you're gonna have a patio and a paid for house. It's just which one mm-hmm. is first. And again, you guys, when you get to that point of four, five, and six. There, that's when you replace the furniture. That's when you can yeah. replace the car. That's when you can do some renovations. You know, a lot of there. people go straight through though, Rachel. It's like they feel that momentum of paying off debt. Yeah, and, and it's not wrong. It's we not just don't wrong. want you to burn out, right? Because there is a part of living life. And and Mark, I'll say this too. And Samantha, I'll, you can you can quote me on this. Don't go over budget because whenever you're doing stuff around the house, Jade, it is the thing that just creeps. It's like, well, this stone mm-hmm. is great, but if you get this stone it's just a little bit more but it's great and then the kitchen appliances i mean you can really get in the spiral where you go down real quick that is true and in two years time you might find that there's more things that you want that's true (laughs) i know i know just pay cash yep just pay cash with it so so great well mark and samantha trooper so great so so great well you guys we are excited um, that we're actually going to be having an event here in Nashville at the Ramsey Solutions headquarters up in our conference center, May 10th and 11th. And it's the Total Money Makeover Weekend, and it is happening. We love events around here. We love hanging out with you guys and people travel from all over yeah. that come. And Nashville is such a great destination place. And so there are millions of people out there listening or watching right now and maybe you're sitting on the sidelines maybe you're kind of like gosh i really want to jump in listen this is this would be the event to really jumpstart you this is the event to get the motivation if you haven't started maybe if you're in the middle of this process and you're like man i i just need like-minded people in a room i need that extra motivation this is for you maybe you're on baby step seven and you're like we just want a fun weekend's in Nashville, and we're going to hang out with the Ramsey personalities. Love that. Because we're all going to be there. 
uh, for the weekend. And so, again, we are really excited. We're going to you know, have some some talks. We want to be able to dialogue with you guys in the audience. And John and I, John Deloney and I did this with our Money and Marriage event, which we loved, is we did so much Q&A because hearing from people, just like the show where mm-hmm. it's caller-driven, hearing from people and their stories and their situations is so helpful for other people to learn and so we're going to do a lot of that. We want to we want to hang out with you guys and and hear what's going on in your life. So again, lots of Q and A's there. So uh, with the first five hundred tickets sold, you're going to get a copy of the Total Money Makeover signed by Dave. Nice. And those are going fast. And um, you can get your early bird tickets for just ninety nine dollars for a limited time. So go to RamseySolutions.com/events for that. So again, you guys, it's the Total Money Makeover live weekend here in Nashville, Tennessee at the Ramsey Solutions headquarters. And that's May 10th and 11th. May 10th that night, George and I, George Campbell and I are going to be doing the Smart Money Happy Hour podcast, a live recording. And then the next day, Jade Warshaw and John Deloney and Ken Coleman and myself and Dave Ramsey, we're all going to be there hanging out with you guys. So make sure to get your tickets again at RamseySolutions.com slash events. I know you work hard for your money, and the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And Every Dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, Every Dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download Every Dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting today with Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls. Up next, we have Sam in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Sam. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Yeah, my wife and I um, currently, uh, I guess I personally have a uh, 529 account that has $700,000 in it, um, and I'm currently out of school. Um, so me and my wife, we have one kid and then one on the way. And our, our question is, is it worth pulling $300,000 out to fully buy a home in cash? Um, if so, we will be losing about $102,000 due to federal taxes and withdrawal penalties. So I guess my question is, is, is that a smart move on our end? I'm 26. My wife is 24. Um, and so that's kind of my question. Okay, so you have seven hundred thousand dollars in a what a five twenty nine? Five twenty nine ed- educational account, yeah. Where 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 did that come from? Your parents? Uh, my my grandfather. Uh, he wow. set money aside and it just kind of grew over over That's time. That's a lot. Um, yeah, it is. Do you have <laughs> kids? Overwhelming. I do. Yes, my wife and I. We have one one child, and then we have actually one on the a baby on the way here in the next couple months. So. Okay. Um, yeah, because with 529s, obviously it has to be used for education. It can be passed down, um, mm-hmm. to your kids. So their coach fund it, would be fully funded. It and, can translate to retirement on down the line after a certain point as well. Yeah. I think it's after, uh, I think the account 62, 67. Well, I think it has to, yeah, it can transfer to a Roth IRA mm-hmm. if the account's been open, I think 35 years, maybe that sounds right. Um, how long has he had it open, yeah. Sam? Yeah, it's been, I believe, since 2010. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and I was told by my financial advisor, um, doubles every seven years, about seven to 10 years up in the market. 
right. that it doubles. Yeah. Um, how much are you? About four where, doubles. Okay. And where are you guys financially, Sam, you and your wife? Um, are you guys yeah. renting right now? Do you own a home? Yeah, we currently rent. Um, and yeah, currently rent. Okay. Do you have any money saved besides the 700000 Um, About $35,000 in savings. 30 saves. Okay. Is that retirement or is that just in a savings account? It's just, just in an in a account. Yeah, bank account. Okay, perfect. And then how much debt do you guys have? Um, total, we probably have, um, I mean, with our car payment, uh, we have about 20000 Twenty thousand dollars, and how much do you guys make a year? Uh, I currently make sixty-five thousand. Fifty-five thousand. Uh, Sixty-five. Sixty-five thousand. Okay. Okay. A little piece of the puzzle here. I'm seeing here that there's a lifetime limit, by the way, of money that you can roll over sure. from five twenty-nine into Roth, and it's not very high. It's only thirty-five thousand. Okay, thirty-five. Okay, I was thinking thirty-five years. I had to be open. I knew thirty-five was in there. Thirty-five thousand dollars. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Okay. Oh, gosh. I mean, man, I never recommend. I mean, usually the case is not taking money out. I mean, this would be in a sense like it's not it's not retirement. So you can't use it. You can only use it for educational purposes. And on top of that, you only have, you know, two kids. And if it doubles. Right. Every four years. It's just a lot of money. Like a lot of money. There's part of me that would rope off an amount for your kids that by the time they reach education age, there's the right amount for them. There's the part that would rope off the 35,000 that you can contribute every single year up till that point. Um, You can contribute it at the, at the math, at at the max R Roth IRA limit every year until you reach that maximum. Now you might want to work with somebody to find out if it's 35,000 just for you or if it's your wife as well. Yeah. yeah. So I'd ask somebody about that. And then honestly, I might, I might be wrong, but I think the rest I try to get my hands on because if it's doubling, it's, and you're right, it would double every seven years and it's just going to become more and more money that you're going to be taxed at 10% when you try to take it out. So I probably would alleviate some of this cash. And what would you do, Rachel? Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of where I lean. My only hesitation, Sam, is, um, I mean, it's such a gift that your grandfather gave you guys, but when you enter in this amount of money, I just want to make sure that the house you guys buy, the lifestyle that you, you know, and I would use some of this to pay off your debt and get an emergency fund and all of it before even buying a house. Mm-hmm. Um, use it to your advantage in that sure. way too. Um, which again, just to be clear for everyone, we usually don't recommend cashing out college, but because of the massive amount that's right that realistically will not be right. used for education for two kids mm-hmm. is kind of the right. dilemma right there so it's kind but, of like the way we right. talk about when people invest in stocks we want people investing but we don't want them investing in stocks and when they do we advise them to clear it out even though they're probably going to pay a penalty and a tax on in the form yep. of taxes yep. on that so that they can pay off their debt or work sure. their baby step yeah and in this case it's very similar it's like somebody had the right idea they invested in 529 but they went way beyond the limit yeah of what makes sense yes and so so now getting access to that is going to be better for you in the long run yep so i have um hold on i have categories for you sam that i'm just thinking out loud what i would do um think about your your kids college okay and then maybe just for the fun benefit because this is so much money think about grandkids and just say what if you know each of our kids had three kids and what if their college was mm-hmm. go ahead and pay for because it? it can mm-hmm. be passed down generationally. Right. so maybe you say what right. would what would it look like to pay for 
eight kids totals college. Two kids that we have now, and maybe if they each have, I don't know, I'm just throwing out a number, mm-hmm. right? Um, because again, you like that would be that would be a cool gift if Grandpa Sam, you that know, had be. already paid. So think about that. Yeah. Um, look into the Roth IRA option that you can go up to the limits every single year until you reach thirty five thousand dollars, and see if you. I want you to do that with that money, thirty five thousand of it. Like Jade said, and then also see if you can open up a spousal Roth IRA. And if for some reason, you know, because of married, I don't know if taxes, I don't know if that will be allowed. Yeah. But if you can roll it over into your wife's Roth IRA too, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then taxes will be a bucket too. Okay. So you have kids yeah. college, grandkids college for the fun of it. I don't know. I just like the legacy <laughs> idea of it. Uh, Roth IRAs for you, possibly your wife, taxes. Next bucket, Sam, is what I, when you do cash out some of that money after all that's taken care of, debt goes first, fully funded okay. emergency fund goes second of six months of expenses, and then third, whatever's okay. left can go on the house. So that's what I would do. Okay. But but Sam, I, I'm going to caution you because this is we get this a lot when we talk to people that have get an inheritance or they get a lump sum of money from insurance, and they've been having habits of using debt, yeah, debt being part of their lifestyle, and something like this is such a gift because it's going to wipe all that clean and you guys get a blank slate, which is beautiful and wonderful, but your habits haven't changed because of it. So you and your wife have to shake hands and look each other in the eye and pinky promise we're not going back. This <laughs> yeah. is not a get-out-of-jail-free yeah, right. card and then go back to the lifestyle you guys were living. I want you to be wise with this money. Um because right. what yeah, okay. what a beautiful gift your grandfather gave. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, no, it does. And that, I think that was our thought is we really want to be smart with this money. We 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 do want to be debt free. Um, that is one of our goals. And so, uh, but I, I do also like the idea of categorizing it out and saying, hey, they have this much amount for our kids, and if that doubles over time, you know, throughout time, then you know, yeah, end up being a gift for not just our kids, but also like you guys are saying, grandkids, and so. But, um, how old are you again, no, yeah, I think, Sam? How old uh, are you? 26. I just turned 26. Okay. And when did you get access to the money? Sorry, I'm, I'm just re reweighing this. When did you get access to it? I believe it was yeah, access, uh, last year. Last year. Okay. So you've been sitting on it for a year. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm with it. It's good. All right, Sam. Yeah. I, I hope that helps. Cool. I know that was probably a lot of, uh, ways to go about it, but I think, um, there's part of me that kind of, wants them to do a little of the work like feel it a little bit Mm -hmm. if you wanted to you could if you're like you know what we whatever debt you have pay off some of it like work through it a little bit like feel it a little bit for the habit's sake right like sake yeah yeah. to feel some of that because that money's not going anywhere it's just growing yeah yeah (laughs) so true so true something to think about yep thanks for the call sam this is the ramsey show Our scripture of the day comes from Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Ella Fitzgerald said, it isn't where you come from, it's where you're going that counts. That's good. I love it. I know, not looking in the past, looking straight ahead. All right, I'm Rachel Cruz, hosting today with Jade Warshaw. We're gonna finish out this show uh, with Jessica in Los Angeles. Hey, Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, so I'll just get uh, straight to the point. Um, I am married and I am expecting our first child. And oh, congratulations. Um, I will be losing. 
Thank you very much. Um, so once I go on maternity leave, I will not be returning to work. I will be staying home with my baby. Yeah. Um, and um, my husband and I, um, he, I did Dave Ramsey's Financial University, and I'm all about saving, and it got me out of debt in my 20s. So I'm save, 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 and my husband, he and I had very different financial upbringings, and he's like, no, we need to invest, invest, invest. And so my question today is basically, he takes on margin debt, and that scares me, and I know nothing about investing. And so I feel very uncomfortable with the margin debt that he has in our brokerage accounts. And I just wanted to get a second opinion, like, oh, no, that's normal. Margin debt is normal. But like I said, debt scares me. So just calling in, I'm like, I always tell him, like, you have to watch the Dave Ramsey show. Like, it's, I'm all about Dave Ramsey. And so I was like, let me just call and get a second opinion. Well, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you called. So when you say margin debt, that he's taking on debt, he's taking maybe what he's gaining and then turning around and, and reinvesting it? Or what's, when you say that, what do you mean? Yes. He's borrowing so money he, from the broker to invest it? Yes, he does. So the dividend pays off the margin debt. It also pays off the interest. And then the dividend also pays off our car payments. So he takes like what the um, Jody, I believe what Jody said, that's exactly what he does. Okay. I would not take on debt to invest in. Okay. I, I just, I mean, the way that we teach, we're just a zero debt. Yep foundation yes um and so to that end i would say no and then to answer your broader question now i don't know how your husband is going to react to this i have a (laughs) feeling that he probably if he's doing this it's because he feels very strongly about it in my opinion i I don't think everyday joes do this i think that they probably don't even invest at all Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i think that's going to be your biggest headache is I don't think I think you knew what we would say about this. The The problem is, are you going to be able to get him to to just, hey, can you just invest 15 percent of our income? Do we have to do this margin debt thing? Like, what have you said that to him? You know, um, I've I haven't approached him with that, but he that he invests 50 percent of his income and then 50 percent is what pays um, like our household, everything. So 50 percent pays like our, our rent, bills, everything else. And then 50 percent is investing. So it's not 15, it's five it's 50. zero. Um, okay. And you want to save yeah. some up for this baby. Do you guys and, have, um, do you have I, debt? I'm all about saving. Um, the only debt we have are our cars, which gets paid by the dividends. So other than that, no debt. Okay. So there's just, there's three different ways of thinking going on. There's the Ramsey way, there's your way, and then there's your, hus- your husband. So yes. the way we, yes. <laughs> the way we would teach, and I think you know this, the way we would teach is we'd say, if you weren't pregnant, the first step would be that you basically are paying off your debt first before you even started investing. But I kind of feel like I'm barking up the wrong tree even saying that because I don't even know that your husband will go for that. But just to clear the air, that's the right way is pay off the debt first, save up three to six months, then invest 15%, save up for college kids' college, pay off your house, and then you can invest till the cows come home. 50%, I don't care, 70%, whatever. Yeah, what is he making? When you say 50%, he's investing. How much How much is that? Uh, one, he makes 181. 181, okay. So, yeah. okay. So 50%, though, is for your lifestyle. Yes. So 90, correct. okay. And how much are you making? I make 85. Okay, and what do y'all do with your income? Um, mine gets invested. Mine goes straight to investing. All so of we it? just live off of his. Yeah. It's straight into the brokerage wow. account. Um, how much do you guys have in that brokerage account? 
Um, I my I have an individual. He has an individual, and then we have a joint. And so in my individual, I think I have fifteen thousand. Um, and but it, partial of my income goes to individual, and then also goes to a joint. Um, we both tied, so it, um, it it goes into a multiple of our brokerage account. Tell us the numbers, because that doesn't make sense so far. If you say you make eighty, and he invests all of it, and then you have fifteen in an individual account, so tell us all the numbers. So or fifteen in yours. How much is in his? In his, um, let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. I don't know what he ha- has in his, but I can tell you in like three seconds. Let me pull that up. His individual is 141 and then in yeah actually that's um i'm sorry his individual is 49 and then our joint is 49. so this must have just started because you're telling me that you invest 90,000 of his and 80,000 of yours but these numbers don't add up to that but okay Okay. we just started investing in september of last year got it okay and how much you guys owe on the cars um on the cars i we owe uh, 45 total in both cars. 45 total in both cars. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. So yeah, Jessica, I think what's happening and, and it's easy to do because if you get in these like circles of people, they're like, Hey, did you know about this mm-hmm. and the margin and what you mm-hmm. can do here? And you watch a TikTok video and you're like, wait, what? I can mm-hmm. do that too. All right. There's all these, these ways to do it. And so what we teach has been a proven system. People would call it boring. Your husband may just think we are boring old-fashioned when it comes to money and the way to do it. But it's just the most proven, peaceful way to live with your money. It is how to build wealth the right way without playing all the games, using your income, not anyone else's, to fund your life, fund your future, and that's what you're dependent on. There's an autonomy that we teach of not owing anything and, and what that brings ultimately, Jessica, is a level of peace. When you don't owe anyone anything, I mean, scripture is clear. The borrower is slave to the lender. Yeah. There is a part there that you emotionally carry around when you he- when you sit there and play these games. Mm-hmm. And so um, so what so what I would do, Jessica, and again, I, I don't know if you guys would go for it because uh, it's going to feel extreme on one end. But I would I would cash out one of the brokerage accounts of the forty nine thousand pay off the cars um have some money and that in was it. my thought yep that i would do i would do that to pay off the car yep i would oh, do sorry, that I cut you off, but yeah no yeah and no you're right like, yeah no, we invest go ahead and, and pay it off thing. and like, then and then jessica he's listen he is a he is all in the numbers so what i would do is i would just lay out a very simple plan okay you take this money it goes to zero but we have no debt so that's off the table we're going to take this other money put it in a high yield savings account for a emergency funds because we got a baby on the way we got a life and that's what this is going to look like then we're going to take this other brokerage account maybe we leave it but here's what it's going to look like when we fund 15 percent of our income into retirement which yours is going away because of the baby but you're going to have 181 thousand dollars and i would do the math jessica just to for his sake go ahead and you can go to ramseysolutions.com and use our investment calculator take 15 percent of that income and plug it in and how old are you guys uh, I'm 36, he's 33. Okay, so do it from age 33 to age 63, 15% of your income. And that's with your income not going up, the numbers you're going to show. And do, you know, a conservative rate of return. You can do 10%, whatever you want to do. But run these numbers and show him that you guys are going to be okay. And when you do it this way, it's maybe slower, but there's no risk. There's no debt in the picture. And you guys are working as a team because every there's a lot of separation here. Um, I want you guys working out of one account, I want you guys seeing this as really as one as well in this in your language even. I 
appreciate. I definitely appreciate. Um, I kind of feel like maybe I'm I'm not too far off because like I know I have my thoughts about not having debt, and I was like, well, I know zero about investing. And um, my husband, he's a very intelligent man, but still he, I think he feels like, no, this is a way we're going to do it. But I'm like, well, maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe I'm right. Like maybe there's truth in both sides. So I really appreciate your lady's uh, input. And um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I would love to uh, like say a prayer, light a candle, but I'd <laughs> hope to reduce our, our, into our um, reduce what we invest. But yeah, well, just so know you know, that. just so you know, I plugged in the numbers for you. If you invested 15% of $181,000, for the next 30 years from 36 to 66 you've already got 50,000 in one of those accounts that's over six million dollars i'm just letting you know yeah and you're that, gonna be fine that ain't bad you're gonna be fine so great jessica well good luck with everything baby and all we're excited for you thanks to all the guys in the booth for making this happen oh and taylor there's a lady in there uh making this show happen thank you jade for always being a great host you bet And thank you, America. And remember to take control of your money and create a life you love. Dr. John Deloney here. Mental and emotional health challenges, broken relationships, it's all just part of life, but they don't have to define you. The Dr. John Deloney Show is here to help. It's a caller-driven podcast where you can get practical advice on dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression, relationship challenges, your kids, and so much more. Listen to questions from our callers, or if you're walking through a tough situation and need some help, give me a call. You were never meant to do life alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app. Remember, you're worth being well.